of the Habibis podcast, three game developers drinking good Arab tea. My name is Rami Ismo, your host for this episode. And I'm Osama Darius. And there's no Fauzi Mesmo. No, it, it seems like we're taking turns to not show up. That's I'm just really here. I'm just, I'm just chilling. Just, so far, so far. But you're I, a busy man. I'm a busy man. The That's other true. shoe will drop at some point. I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see how far I can get without dropping <laughs> shoes. You know, good, so, that's um, a good time. but it's it's busy. It's it's busy times. I think for a lot of people, it's busy times. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, whether there's stuff happening in life or whether there's stuff happening at work, you know, I think for a lot of people, sort of this last year and a half is now like sort of resulting in choices and decisions. I think a lot of us have been paralyzed for a very long time, but by the you know sort of the state of the world. Yeah, I mean, seemed- being having such a huge uh, change in your life like this uh, helps people like really focus on what's important to them and what they really right. want out of life. It slows things down enough uh, that they're able to think. Like for the yep. years and years, people are just on autopilot. Yeah, and yeah, now they can get off of that and like actually evaluate their lives and what. what and what's I think we're now we're now at the point where a lot of people are changing that into a action of sorts. Yes. So. Yeah, it makes sense. A lot of people around me are just very, very busy. I, I've i definitely looked at my life and sort of like considered like, what do I want to do? What do I want for a future? What do I want? Uh, do, do I like the place I live in? Do I? Yeah. Like I live here, but do I like it? Um, could I Could I do better? Like, uh, I've started, I picked up, um, I enrolled again at the, uh, at the um, flight school. Oh, I think I talked about that. Yes, but, that's exciting. Uh, so yeah, I've got uh, my first, my new first lesson coming up soon. Uh, so, you know, like it's just, you look at life and you're like, what, what could I do? Uh, what do I want to do? And I think for a lot of people, especially in creative industries, that's a very, um, what do you call it? It's confrontational. Yep. Absolutely. Because I think if you sort of have the stability of a, of a, of a job that is sort of predictable, then maybe that's different. I wouldn't know. I don't have a job like that, <laughs> but I think if you're creative, you're already working by such subjective reality, right? Mm-hmm. That you have to define most things. Have you, have you heard about, I'm, I'm sure you've read something about the brain drain that's currently happening in many, uh, like it's happening in a lot of fields, but I'm talking about in context of the video game industry specifically. Um, in Montreal, we're seeing something that we haven't seen forever. Uh, people mm-hmm. who've been in uh, companies, especially Ubisoft Montreal, because that's like the, the longest, uh, the, the right. AAA that's been here the longest and has the most people. Uh, but it's not it's not exclusive to them. We're seeing people who've been at the company for 15 or 20 years leave in big numbers. Right, yeah. And either to go to somewhere else that's starting up or starting their own things, but never to this degree that we've seen. Right. And uh, I, I like it's very... Uh, people say it's because a lot of new studios opened up in Montreal, but people but studios have been opening up in Montreal for the last Forever. years. Yeah. Right, that's not new. It's not new. The only thing right. that's new is the pandemic. I think people are just reevaluating, like you said, what they want out of life. Yeah. Uh, you know, are they happy where they are? Or like, and it's normal. I'm happy. Right. Like people are coming to different conclusions. Um, right. But I'm it, it'll change. See. Yeah, it'll change things as as they are, and hopefully, it'll change things in a good way. Hopefully, only one way to find out, right? Exactly. <laughs> Part of me is a little bit w- worried about. Uh, 
juniors in this situation. Right. Uh, oftentimes, they're the ones who who get shortchanged. Yeah. Um, for different in different reasons, and we can go about that, uh, go on about that, but I think it's not really the topic for today. But right, I yeah. don't think so. We should we should probably also have a Fauzi for like serious games industry talk. Yeah, that's we true. can do serious life talk. I think the two of us can 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 handle that. <laughs> that's true. We can probably do that. But instead of that, how about we talk some video games? All right. Um, okay. So let's talk video games. Uh, or, I or played movies or whatever, like whatever. <laughs> what, what did you do this week, Osama? Okay, well, the the big thing that happened, which is extremely exciting, is because, like, as everyone who listens regularly knows, I moved recently, and I've been opening up boxes that Ooh. I didn't even open in in our last home, which we were at <laughs> for like eleven the, years. The weirdest loot boxes. Yeah, so I've been finding things that I I've that I love but i forgot i had um and the most recent discovery was an issue of what if it's probably the first issue of what if i ever bought um the what if comic you know the what if tv show was based on the what if comic books Mm -hmm. the issue i had is about what if the x-men died on their first mission uh right what that means for the world of x-men and xavier taking blame and all that stuff um so i read through it I read through it and it brought back all these incredible memories and uh, I it reminded me of like the TV show. Like obviously that's one of the reasons I was so excited about it is because I'm reconnecting with, with that again through the new TV show. Right. And I have a favorite episode. Oh, cool. Because we're now at, at the time of recording, we are five episodes in. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes, I believe so. And... and- I mean, this is not like a big overarching story at this point. They're individual episodes. Yes. So I think we can pretty openly talk about it uh, without worrying about spoilers too much. I believe so. But I mean, just right. in case, we'll, I'll jump into the show notes and I'll, you know. Sure anything. thing. Uh, but specifically, my favorite so wait, episode. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Spoilers start now. Spoilers start now. Um, my favorite episode uh, and the What If TV shows don't have titles per se, but it's the episode in which the Avengers start being killed off one after the right. other. Right, right. And I'm I'm curious, before I jump into it, was that your favorite as well? Um, I think it might have been. Uh, the, I like that one. I like, I like the Doctor Strange one. I like the T'Challa one. Yes. Uh, I'm not quite sure if it's in that order, but the 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 assassin one was definitely near the top. Yes, absolutely. That one specifically for me, it's everything that's good about uh, what if it explores um, an alternate re- reality. If one small thing uh, happened differently, and what that means for the for the universe, uh, but it also explores people really mm-hmm. what the, what makes them tick who they really are and how circumstances can change that and dr strange's episode did that really well as well but it like, kind of took it to it was a little less subtle uh right took it to uh, obviously the most extreme <laughs> you could potentially right. take it i guess um, with dr strange that kind of makes sense yes absolutely um the the this one though it was just the presentation, the foreshadowing, even when it spoiled it, but didn't spoil it. Because it was like a catchphrase where it's like, where Black Widow, before she passed away, she said, it's all about hope. Right. And I didn't get it. 
Like, I usually I'm pretty good so, at picking these hints up, and I didn't get it. I didn't understand what she was referring to. The problem to. with that one is that I watch everything subtitled, and they capitalized the word hope. No. Yep. Oh, this, okay. So you I didn't like, have a ah, chance to be surprised. Ah, okay. It's about hope. Wink. They, they should uh, not have capitalized it. That's. I, I guess it kind of works, but then also that is actually what she's saying. Is yeah. It's about hope. So Or they should have capitalized the whole line. Right. Like she was yelling they don't it out do anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they don't really do that in subtitling because it's an accessibility feature. So they don't. Yeah. They I, make it what is easiest to read, not what is stylistically most correct. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so no. that one was spoiled for me. Oh, I see. That's, that's a shame because that was one of my favorite part of that episode. Right. Uh, of course, I, I like at the end when Loki did his thing, I, I had guessed it like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. it, like of it course. wasn't that big of a surprise, but I mean, it wasn't a, a bad thing either. Like the, 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 it was, of course, uh, still not surprising for, uh, Dr. Pym, which is what you want. Uh, you right. Want, you know, that part made sense. But that episode was my favorite. I'm curious, like, um, where they're going to take this. I know that the creators of the show said that this show is as important uh, to the MCU as Loki is. Right. Um, and um, I know that, like, metaverse things often collapse again in, in, uh, into something. In Yes, like when I was yeah. mentioning the Exiles uh, in the previous episode, the Exiles, the comic book, um, basically it w- played out like a what if at the beginning, but then they crossed over into the main timeline. Right. Um, so I'm expecting I'm, that to happen. I'm fully expecting that as well. And I also noticed that uh, Walter, the, the Watcher, like actually did get involved a little bit. Yes. Right. So there, there's definitely shifts in the narrative, and I'm kind of expecting that to continue from here. Yes. I will say I, I'm I'm thinking about it and I'm starting to realize that the episodes are like best started doomed universes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ones that are absolutely dead, right? Yes. Because you've got the uh, T'Challa one that one ends poorly. Yeah. Then you've got the uh, Doctor Strange one that one ends poorly. Yeah. And you've got the the um, the zombie one that one ends poorly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trend. But then you got, but then you've got the Nick Fury one, the Avengers die, and that one doesn't necessarily end poorly. It just ends on a question mark. It ends differently, but it's still not right. better than the mainline. No, it's it's, it's just worse. different than the yeah. mainline. But, I mean, nobody says that he won't be able to get a team together that will save the universe, right? That's true. But they're just so, going to be short-staffed compared to... They're going to be short-staffed, but at yeah. the same time, they might also attract less attention, right? Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Who knows? Like that is very much a question mark. And then obviously the uh, the uh, first one with uh, Captain Carter. Yeah, there's like uh, no consequence for that one. It's just right. Lost in one person for another. Yeah. Right. They just swap two people out. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like it's it's clear to me that I like the Doomed universes better because I guess they have more space. They have yes. more lateral space to do things. Yeah. Overall, I just really enjoy the show. Yeah, I'm loving it and. It really, they nailed it. They nailed the spirit of what the What If comics were and what makes them good. Uh, so very, it's very Spe- exciting. Speaking of old things coming back, did you watch the Matrix trailer? Yes, I did watch the Matrix trailer. I'm, I watched it several times, actually. I watched it more than once as well. <laughs> I'm super excited. Like the Matrix movie, uh, the first one specifically, even though Is I didn't like the series. 
um the but the first movie specifically is so dear to me i i, right. I don't remember how many times it was the first dvd i ever owned I still, I still, I still always like my my mind wants to go when somebody says the first Matrix movie. I just want to reject the idea that there's more because <laughs> I really didn't like two and three. Yeah, um, I, I watched them anyway, and I grew to like them a little bit more. Yeah, still over time, you kind of, yeah. you kind of get like, okay, you know, I see what the, they were trying to do. Yeah, I still don't think it works, but uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, it's it's especially the third one that disappointed yeah. me because the second one came out, and I'm like. Yeah, it's not it's not as good as the first one, but the the third one's gonna save the day. That's the one that's gonna wrap right. it all together, and then it didn't. Just straight up didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the the worst thing about three is that I like sort of like I like how the characters all end up. Yeah, that's right. True. I like where it ends. I just don't like how it gets there. Yeah, it's I really agree. confusing because it it, it kind of every character sort of does what you feel like they should, except for maybe Trinity. Yeah, Trinity kind of gets gets screwed over. Yeah. But every other character, it kind of ends up making sense in a cool way, right? It, like they, they all end up does. in a place that is fair to their arc and it ends up in a place where they all get to, you know, be who they should be. Except it for does. Trinity who gets screwed over. It's true. Um, but now the big question is, how are they going to tie that together with four? I watched right. four and it's just, it doesn't add up. And I nope. guess that's part of the exciting part. It's like, what happened in between? What is right. going on? Is is he I'm, back in the Matrix? Is he referencing yeah. the Matrix? Is like, does he have his memory? Is this an amnesia arc? Is it? Is like, he real? Is he real? Yeah. Is he a spoon? <laughs> like, I, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Can we bend him? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. It looks gorgeous. Like that yeah. was the main thing. It's like, I always want. I've wondered before. Like, what would the Matrix look like if it was made today? Yeah. And this seems to answer that question pretty conclusively. Like, yeah. Pretty. I very mean, pretty. Matrix still was one of those movies that aged extremely well for for its time. Surprisingly as well. well, right? Yeah, you except for the mouth thing. Now. The mouth thing is really weird. It is very weird. Yeah, that's like, the yeah. one thing that's just really. I just watched that. I'm like, I'm not. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's like the weird physics. I've made computer games. I know physics look weird in computers. Like I'm, yeah. I, I agree. I'm honestly, if I as if I was in the Matrix and somebody would start flying up because they walked into a building weird, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's reasonable. So. The, <laughs> The physics in the Matrix One being kind of wonky, yeah, sure, I, I'll I'll accept that. But yeah. the um, the mouth thing, I'm just like, no, that's that doesn't make sense. I don't. Yeah. Well, it's it, today, like now that we've had a, a, a shot at it and we know what it would look like with today's computers, maybe at the time that it came out, it was off-putting, right? But for the right but reasons, right? It was off-putting for the right reasons, but also I never believed that scene. Yeah, I just no, watched I it. I'm like, it, it doesn't. Uh, it's uh, and, yeah. And then it was funny because I watched the trailer for four, and it happens to somebody else. Yeah. And it still looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. I guess they're stuck with that effect because they used it in the Matrix one. But I, I really respect that they went with the same effect, even though it's kind that's, of awful. Yeah, that's the Matrix, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's exciting to have more of it. Yes. Um, so I also watched Shang Chi. Remember? Oh, I, mentioned no, it I still episode? haven't. I still haven't. I still haven't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. So we can't talk about it. No. Okay. That is a missed opportunity because I actually was able to watch it before it came out. Several days before it came out. Wow. Yeah. A friend of mine uh, got Karen. She got me and and, uh, and my wife Nina tickets. Uh, so we were able to go see a pre-screening. So I'm like, great, I'm going to be able to talk about it early on the show. And then we didn't talk about it last week. And then I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. 
I know Fauzi is normally not the person who watches Marvel quickly. I normally do. I just yeah. It would be my first time back in the cinema, and I'm kind yeah. of still building up the courage to. And that's to totally do it. okay. That's like that's a hundred percent understandable. But okay, I'm, let's try and have it done next week. Yeah, we'll try. But I mean, it's right. it's okay. Worst case scenario, and I, then I we won't be able to talk about it because Fauzi is back. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be gushing over it anyway, so that's the only spoiler right. that I'm gonna All give right. is that cool. I loved it. Uh, beyond that, we could talk about the details whenever you watch it. There's no rush. Oh, right. inshallah soon. Inshallah. Um, uh, I also played a video game. Oh, what did you play? Um, I played a game called Recompile. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. By uh, um, uh, Fee Fee Games. Is that? I, I didn't know who it was by, but yeah, I'll take your word for it. Um, it was interesting. I, I liked uh, parts of it. Over, yeah. It's like a three um, D action uh, platformer, Metroidvania type game. Um, but everything is code. Like everything is uh, has the aesthetic of you are in. I guess it's kind of like the Matrix again, but a more abstract Matrix, right? You're, you're right. running around inside a computer type thing. It, it reminds me of the old TV show Reboot a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, where everything is contextualized with that in mind. Um, yeah. I personally think it was a little heavy-handed when it came to that. Like they they actually didn't let you discover. Um, how they were recontextualizing as much as that they were telling you repeatedly. Uh, and this means this, and this means this, and like text right. pop-ups. So I didn't think they, they, they could have used a little bit more courage, like allowed people to, if they don't, like the way it works with these things is people will feel clever if they discover it. Right. And if it feels odd, they'll think they're missing something. So it's fine. You still right. don't lose anything. Yeah. Um, and if they don't discover it and it doesn't feel odd, it's fine. That's an opportunity for them to discover it later and be wowed by it. Like, how did I miss this? Right. So, like a little bit of, of um, I don't, I don't want to say courage, but a little bit of confidence uh, in, in your aesthetic choices uh, and, and your context sometimes goes a long way. So that's the, right. the one comment that I'll have. Uh, is that I think it, they were not a lot, very confident in their theme, and they could have been a little bit more. Right. Yeah, I think. I mean, I've known this game for very long, and I've known the developers for quite a long time, so it's obviously a little different for me. But I, I will say, the first hour of the game is is it's not it's not heavy in a good way. Yeah. Right. It's just it takes time to get up to speed. It takes time to get you into the world. The tutorial can break in several weird ways. Um, and I've seen the the response has been relatively mute, muted, which is a shame because it is a beautiful sort of like Metroidvania style game, uh, gorgeous graphical style, mm. um, very many particles, <laughs> so many particles. Um, but, but yeah, never it, enough it, particles, right? <laughs> it, true, this is true. But the game gets really, really fun. It gets really, really interesting, and it just takes a little bit too much time. Where I almost think that they could have done with the normal Metroid intro where you just have all your abilities and then yeah. they disappear. Yeah. Just to give you a feeling of where you're going to be because there's a lot of joy later on in the game to be had with all the abilities and, and mobility and all the uh, the things you can do. So uh, Okay, so I think I might go back to it because I played it for about an hour. I, that was my mm -hmm. call-off point. I thought it was a little heavy-handed at the beginning, same as you said. It, it, it is. Yeah. And I did like the aesthetic. That's what kept me playing that hour, even though like I, I did think the tutorials were a little heavy-handed and right. quirky. Uh, you sure. know what it reminds me of? Um, mm. Hollow Knight actually had a really slow start for me. Right. Uh, but it didn't have Hollow enough... Knight had a... 
it, the the thing about Hollow Knight is that that slow start is weird in the because I had the same thing with Hollow Knight, uh, yeah. right? I dropped off after an hour until people told me like, "Hey, go go back." Exactly. But I think Hollow Knight wasn't so much clunky as it was just slow. Yes, it was slow and incomplete. Like I felt, right. uh, it's it's pretty, basically what you said about recompile, right? There's something that makes your gameplay fun, uh, right. the, a mechanic or something, and if you introduce that. 10 minutes in, five minutes in, you know, people are, are going to tough it out. They're going to be like, okay, what's good about this game? There's a there's a drop-off point that different people have, a different threshold. Right. An hour is a lot to ask of people. Uh, oh, yeah. And Recompile days. isn't at its best yet after an hour. Yeah. It, and it takes ha- a while. Hollow Knight also takes several, like two, three hours yeah. before you two, three hours, get, yeah, like an air dash. I yep. think that that was the mechanic that turned it around for me because before that it was it really felt like an incomplete game. It felt like a like what are you? I, I don't have the mobility I need to to beat these bosses. They're they're hard because I can't move around the way I want to. Uh, my the the range is short and I couldn't. So that actually reminds me of that. So it's right. it's difficult thing for people to nail. Like what is it that's special about my game and when to introduce it? Because you don't want to also like give it away too quickly, right? Right. Yeah, it's a balance, but th- that's part of the that's part of the gamble of making a game, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I so, also it, played this it, other game. Oh, sorry, if you still wanted to. No, no, game. go ahead. Other game. Like uh, <laughs> I think the thing about recompile is really the 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 thing is it gets good. It gets really good, but it it might take too long for its own good. And I think we're both in agreement. So let's let's swap to something else. Excellent. Pretty um, game though. I play. Yeah, absolutely pretty. Uh, I played a little bit of Psychonauts too. I started it. I'm, oh, cool. Okay. What did you think? So, th- okay. This is going to be the part where people are going to crucify me. Um, okay. I played Psychonauts 1. I enjoyed Psychonauts 1. I never finished it. Let me grab it. the cross. Let me. I'm just, <laughs> let me... I never finished it. Um, right. I, play, I played, I don't remember, like two or three missions, however long that takes. Uh, and then something shinier came out. Not that I didn't like it, just something shinier came out and I moved on from it. Right. And I'm playing Psychonauts 2 now. I love the aesthetic. I actually like the story. I love the voice acting. I like a lot of the characters. And I'm already feeling that I'm going to drop it again. And I can't explain it. This is the hard part. It's like I l- like all the parts, but it doesn't call... Like, you know when you're on your, your couch and you're like, okay, I'm going to play a thing. Psychonauts one and two don't call me back to play them. They're just right. like fond memories. I, I don't think anybody will crucify you for that. Oh, okay. That, uh, I feel. I better think about most. That. I think most people agree that Psychonauts is a. It's it's partially an acquired taste. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. I don't think you can argue that it's no, not good. It's, it's just not. It's just not a game that pulls people in automatically. Yeah. Uh, and I think most people that play it play it because they've been told that they should play it all the way through. Yeah. Uh, right. I would agree with that. And it's like, you know, these days with so many different options of games, uh, I don't force myself too much to go back to games. Right. Like, Same. Yeah. If, 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 if at some point there's a falling off, I, I, I make a little bit more effort. I, I barrel through a little bit, but then there are other options I could be spending my time on. But right. that's the thing. I see the craft in it. I see the, like, and the artistry in it. And I love it. I'm a fan of it. Uh, as a thing, more than I am a fan of it as as a gamer, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. At least it makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get the hate mail. This is this is the point where I get. Emails this is where from. you get the email. You finally get email. 
<laughs> Folks, you can always send feedback about Osama to uh, info at thehabibis.com. Oh, no. And especially uh, tell me why I'm wrong. I, w- I would yes, love to hear your just, opinions. Or right. Or right. Or right. Yes, yeah, that works fine. too. Um, um, or, if you agree with, or if you agree with Fozzy, please email as well. <laughs> if you agree with me, just leave it. Oh. I don't. We don't. We don't. I don't need to hear that. It's it's fine. Fauzi, Not because I hearing... don't love you all, but <laughs> Fauzi, if you're hearing this, Mechanic Khali, we miss <laughs> you, brother. <laughs> we really uh, do. I played another uh, other game. Do I okay, go. It? All right. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's called uh, Nuclear Throne. Um, that was the um, that was a uh, Enter the Gungeon clone, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, clone. Yeah, I guess you yeah, could call yeah, it a clone. It was, it was made. Uh, You're being generous. It was, it's like you know, it's a sprite swap of it. Right. Yeah. It's ba- <laughs> basically, it. Yeah, I heard some things about it. It was um, mediocre, I think. Right. <laughs> so it's obviously um, super biased because I kind of know some people on the development team. Right. Uh, won't right. mention who, uh, but I'm a huge fan, and I'm like, you know, I played the the PC version quite a bit, like a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not very good at it. I, I have to I have to be have, really clear about that. I've never been I have, to the I have from part. reputable sources that neither is one of the developers. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which one. Right. Uh, so I've never made it to the nuclear throne, even when I played it. I played it like maybe 20th, 30th uh, hours on PC. And uh, I just mm-hmm. clocked another two, three hours right now on uh Uh, on xbox i played it because it came out on xbox and i'm like hey i'm just gonna like jump in for a little bit next thing i know it's midnight they they (laughs) sold out to game pass didn't they yeah Yeah, game devs yeah all they care about is money just money (laughs) just what a what a suit they don't don't do it for the art (laughs) um but i highly recommend it it's absolutely my style of game and thank uh, you (laughs) absolutely um yes i'm still very proud of that game and it was fun to it was fun to be back in like having to worry about Nuclear Throne and having to care about Nuclear Throne a bit. Yeah, uh, you know, doing the key art for the store and all that, and uh, testing it, and you know, is it the fa- it, your favorite game that you've worked on? No, no, okay, the, that I want to hear. Right, I um, I'm fond of a lot of games we worked on. Obviously, Nuclear Throne was good, and, and Ridiculous Fishing was was good, and Lufthouses was good, but. Um, I'm really I'm really fond of a game I did called Glitch Hiker, which was also done with JW, but it wasn't done as part of Lambier. And I don't know, there was something about the idea of it that just really appealed to me. It was a game that could die. Huh. So instead of the players having lives, the game had lives. And then every time a player played, they could lose a life of the game. And as the game got less lives, it started to glitch and break. And uh, huh. eventually, when it hit to zero, it became permanently unplayable. So... You can't play that game because so it's dead. So your favorite game that you've ever worked on is one I could never experience and give my opinion on. And I think that's why I love it so much is that <laughs> the idea of a dead game doesn't really... Like we have, idea, we have the idea of a game that is no longer playable for business reasons, hmm. right? MMORPGs, we have ideas of games that are no longer player for technical reasons, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, the the source code got corrupted or whatever, nobody has a copy of the game anymore. But there's not a lot of games you can't play anymore as part of its design. By design, yeah. And just that we came up with that as a bunch of students for a game jam and and implemented it and made it and made it work, uh, and had like people really fighting to save the game back then. Uh, I still think that's really cool. 
That is intriguing. Can I at least like watch videos and find out what it yeah, is? Yeah, there's a video of it somewhere. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. That's so not yeah, was the my... answer I expected, to be honest. It's really weird because people always think that my my favorite game would be Lufthauser or Ridiculous Fishing or Nuclear Throne, but I think the two favorite games I've did were Yeti Hunter and uh, Glitch Hiker. Huh. And Yeti Hunter was a game about hunting a Yeti, but there is no Yeti in the game. Hmm. Hmm. So, because the Yeti doesn't exist. <laughs> Except for like one out of every thousand playthroughs or something. Exactly. Right? It did a hardware <laughs> check and some computers could get the Yeti and... It was pixeled at like slightly the wrong resolution, courtesy of uh, Paul Veer, the pixel artist that we worked with a lot. So even when people took screenshots, people were calling them out for photoshopping it in. Wow! Because it was in the wrong it was in the wrong pixel size, <laughs> uh, but that was intentional as well. So th- it was just a really fun project, and I, I kind of like when games play with the form of games. Yeah, absolutely. Right, a huge fan of of things like the Stanley Parable yeah. uh, or the Beginner's Guide. Yeah. Um, huge fans of games that want to talk about how they're games, right? And Absolutely. what games can be, what games are, what games are not, or what they could be. Uh, I think that's really cool when people sort of like meander into that line. And uh, yeah, I've done it twice in my career, and both times I was very, very pleased with it. That's incredible. Um... I was gonna say my favorite game that you worked on before Nuclear Throne became my favorite game was Super Crate Box. Right. I think a lot of designers would pick that one. Yeah. Because uh, it was extremely elegant. Exactly. Um, I I think the thing I like most about it is just remembering how it came together from what was originally a pretty straightforward game with a with a clever idea of collecting weapons for points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, the the sort of the the core conceit was how do we stop people from just grabbing the best weapon, standing in a corner and getting points. And JW sort of came up with the idea of the crate mechanic, and then from there it sort of it had to crystallize a little into there only being one crate instead of multiple crates. But um, it came together really fast, and it was very clear that it was good. And you know, it it sort of defined Vlambeer for years, so it was really fun. Yeah, I uh, loved it for it this, for a lot of the same reasons that I I love fighting games. Even though it was not a fighting game, uh, it's you know it's uh, right. It's not a competitive game, but like like you said, it's incredibly elegant. There are very few moving parts, and you're able to focus on the the gameplay itself. And I'm a huge fan of random in games. Right, uh, very big fan, and I know that's an acquired taste. Like when I play Overwatch, and I love playing Overwatch. My favorite mode in uh, Overwatch is Mystery Warrior or Mystery Heroes, where right. every time you die, you spawn as a random other character. One right. of my, my favorite ways to play fighting games is actually just a random. If there's a random button, right. you better bet that's the one I'm going to be pressing. And it puts me at a disadvantage at first because you know I don't know who I'm going to be playing right, with. Right, but over time, you have a better feeling for every single one of the heroes. Exactly. Right. I just I just love that. I just like right. rolling a thing and seeing what I come up with and making the best with what I have. For sure. And uh, your your speaking games of... generally tend to do that. So <laughs> right. Speaking speaking of random, I played a game. Oh, okay. Uh, That's very random. <laughs> Wait, what? The new WarioWare. Oh, it's out. It's it's out. Uh, I didn't even realize it was the out. Tenth, I think. Oh. Okay. Um. The. You know, the demo came out a while ago. Yeah. Right. And I talked about that a little, how I, I didn't feel 
it did WarioWare right. Okay. Because WarioWare to me is about playing different games where you see what buttons you can do or you kind of have a feeling for the limited input that you can use. Mm-hmm. And you have sort of a clear goal communicated to you. And then you figure out how with the input you have, you can make that work, right? And some games you're tapping arrows, some games you're trying to do precision, some games you're trying to bounce a ball, some games... But that, that's the fun of it. You get like, here's the game, you get four seconds done. Okay, here's the next game, you get six seconds done. Here's the next game, you get four seconds done, right? And, and that's it. And this WarioWare did something really odd. It's working from characters. So every game has uh, every game has like a goal, and then you've got these different characters that can be in that game. And is it the entire the, roster that you could choose each time? There's a have... there's so there's different modes, and sometimes you're stuck with a character for a while. But okay. every game, as far as I can tell, every if not most of the games are solvable by each of the characters, and each of the characters has their unique mechanics and move set. But that's not why I play WarioWare, because now I have very consistent mechanics and very consistent input, just different challenges with that character. Mm. And that's not actually why I want to play that. I want to play, I want to not know what I have to do. But if I see a character, I know what that character can do. I have an idea of what the moveset is and I have an idea of what I'm trying to do. So that sort of like joy of figuring out the mechanics is kind of gone because it's the same mechanics every time. Yeah, that makes sense. So I don't like it. Yeah, and it, wait, it's really sad. You still don't like it, even like after playing the actual game. You didn't. It didn't they didn't redeem themselves. They didn't have anything nope. in there. No, that... it's exactly what I feared. Is that they they focused on the characters, and that is not why I play WarioWare. I I play WarioWare because I want lots of fun, little smart, interesting, interactive vignettes. Hmm. I don't play it because I want the same character to go through thirty of those vignettes and then go with a different character and realize I can also solve it with them. Because it just means that most of the challenges have to be sort of generic. So what you're saying is, I've never played a WarioWare, and this should not be my first WarioWare. I would not recommend that as your first one. Okay, no. I would That's take right. the Game Boy Advance one or doing, or play Spookware, which I've mentioned now yes, three episodes in a row or something. <laughs> but uh, I still think it's incredibly good. Yeah, it's on my list. I'll get there. But my next good. game is already spoken for. Okay, uh, I'm waiting. It's going to be a couple of days from the recording of this uh, episode, but uh, it should already be out by the time that this episode airs. I'm waiting on the edge of my seat for Deathloop. Um, right. And I'm super excited about the game. Ever since the first trailer dropped, it looked like it, it had a lot of style and it looked like the. We'll probably talk about this one a lot next week, won't we? Yes. Because uh, I'm, I'm definitely downloading it. Yes. You know what I appreciate about it? And this is uh, now I'm going to get hate mail <laughs> for saying this. But so, people, it... if you want to email Osama with your opinions, <laughs> please email, email info at thehabibis.com. <laughs> Okay, this is a very unpopular and very privileged position. I get that. But I'm super happy that I don't have to do the which platform am I going to buy this game on thought process because it's exclusive, timed exclusive to PlayStation 5. So that's, you know, like it's a small thing, but it's a big thing for me because I get a little bit of anxiety. I'm like, is it better on Xbox? Is it better on PlayStation? Xbox gamers, please email Osama at (laughs) info at thehabibis.com. But that's the thing. I'm a both. I I, I don't have any, like, yeah, that's what makes it hard is I'm I'm platform agnostic. Anyway, Mm -hmm. that's it. That's Mm -hmm. not going to stop the hate. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's info all, at thehabibis.com is all out there. <laughs> it's coming out on Windows as well, but it seems like the type of game I would rather play on a couch and move with the same. controller. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, speaking of Xbox, I played the uh, Artful Escape. Oh, I heard good things. It is. Uh, it is. It it is it is it is it is. Uh, there's nothing that I. Okay. I like it a lot. <laughs> okay. I like it a lot. It's very it's very good, but it's really hard to describe because it's effectively like a three to four hour, I think. I'm not sure, but probably something like that. It's a three to four hour visualizer trip. Interesting. Uh, with cool music and sort of a story about overcoming expectations as a creative person. Hmm. And... It's not very video gamey. There's a few sort of like QTE events that you can't fail. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of jumping where if you fail, you just go back like three seconds and it doesn't really matter much. Mm-hmm. And there's a few video game, video gamey things that are just sort of part of the narrative. Okay. And that's it. Beyond that, you're just walking to the right and holding the button for guitar. Interesting. That's so it. There, there's it, there's it literally be... nothing else. So this doesn't sound like it's fun in the traditional way, but nope. you seem to like it, so it's still enjoyable. Love it, Ado- okay. adore it. It's it's very good. It's very it. You know how game design usually is sort of like the foundation of a video game. Yeah, not this. One. You never get to see it <laughs> isolated as like a, an accent. Hmm. Game design is usually the, the the flavor, and the narrative is the accent. This is narrative. It is, is the flavor. But the game design is the accent. And you see that in smaller games, right? Yes. You see it so, in experimental work a lot. You see it in small indie games a lot. But at this level of polish, yeah, and with this amount of content, it's really, really rare. So, you know what? That is what I wish Greece was. Remember? Like, right. G-R-I-S, not yeah. Greece, like the... The, the movie, movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I personally also thought that could have done with a bit more game design, but you know, I thought the other way around. To be perfectly honest, no, I mean the movie. Oh, the movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I loved Greece. It was still right. one of my games of the year, the year it came out. But I felt that for a game that was so beautiful and artistic, it had too many difficult puzzles that just took me right. out of that of the experience because I had to like double back and figure out what I did wrong. And it, like, that wasn't why I love puzzle games, but that wasn't why I was playing that game. Right. And Go play the artful escape. It sounds like it's exactly up your alley. I am really eager. Okay. It's on my list. It's After not Death super Loop. long. Uh, it's not super long. It's three to four hours. It is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it is encouraging, which is really rare for games right now. Wow. Uh, just a really, really fun, really, really, yeah, it's not often that I don't really have words to speak about a thing like ready, but um, with this one definitely. I'm very um, very excited to. to beyond that, to Flight Simulator has a new update, so I played that. Yeah, uh, what's that update? They uh, updated Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. I think. Okay. Uh, with better stuff, so there's just more to fly around. I didn't fly in any of those countries, but you know there was a new <laughs> update, so it was a good excuse to play more Flight Simulator. Um, and um, uh, Destiny keeps being extremely, extraordinarily good this season. Just 
I have to jump back in. Staggering levels of good. Uh, I got I got bitten by the Call of Duty bug. A uh, new season came out, and you I, know, I'm just I'm 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 not I'm not judging you. You just said you'd play some Destiny with me, and I know, know I played we, here once. We we'll we'll right. make a yeah, second time very soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, inshallah. inshallah, inshallah. You know, I had a huge life change happen recently, where you know it's hard right. to schedule around that. So most of right. my gaming For happened sure. between things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you have yep. to um, you have sure. to forgive me, Remy. Come on, come on. <laughs> Um. <laughs> no, but uh, if you want to come back, like uh, let me know because I'll happily run you through. I've been running a lot of people through it. It's honestly a golden. It's a golden time for Destiny. A lot of people are hopping on board because there's a lot of big story changes coming up. Yeah, and this is sort of like the intro to those changes. So if you still want to feel part of like this evolving narrative, now is a really good point to hop in before you know everything changes. So absolutely, I I, uh, I intend to. So let's see. Well, it's just an ongoing narrative. So, you know, if you miss it, you miss it. uh, You could get to watch it on YouTube later. Is that the same, though? Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely not the same. I'm just saying, you know, you could still get it. It just won't be the same. For sure. I mean, I've done a 75 tweet summary on Twitter if you want to read it. I love how that's a summary. <laughs> that that is actually a summary. It's, I believe it. <laughs> it's it's really funny because it's also very popular, which is funny. It gets linked around like by a lot of people. It's a really weird tweet in that the tweet itself doesn't have a lot of retweets or likes or anything. Yeah. But the impressions number on it is completely off the charts. Yeah. It's like my third it's like my third most seen tweet in the past 6 or 7 months. Even though you wouldn't tell it from the numbers on the tweet <laughs> from the outside, which is re- like it's probably just getting passed around on like Reddit's or in like Discord wow. conversations or something. That's really which interesting. It's cool. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been uh, it's been interesting. I mean, I have my f- I have my favorite lore people in the Destiny community um, that I follow and that I listen to, and it's funny to think that I might be that for some people now, where they're like, "Oh, you should check out this person's." Uh, uh, Twitter lore, uh, Destiny lore, hmm. and then I made a mistake in it, so I'm a little embarrassed. So I, you know, like you know, did you correct the mistake? It it's Twitter, so I put a tweet at the end with. But also, this thing might not actually be correct. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, yeah, still feels a little bad. Yeah, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's been a good week for gaming. Uh, I've also continued Judgment again, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, so all in all, there's just a lot of good stuff. For for me, it felt more like a week of catch up because I've been like, you know, living out of boxes and moving things for the last couple of weeks. Uh, right. But I'm super excited about all the games that are coming out soon. So that that part is is true. It is a good time to be a gamer. Probably the best time ever to be a gamer. It's been a lot of that the last few years, honestly. Yeah. Like we've had really, really, really good. We have an Alan Wake remaster. Like, <laughs> come on. They, they they have this perfect thing going on of there is interesting new stuff happening. There's stuff happening where existing uh, games get updated or yes. upgraded. Or Hotor um, is that for me because yeah, I never finished it. So, right. I, like that that game for me i don't know like it's some of people it's some people's favorite game of all time i had missed it when it came out and i tried right. to play it way 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 later and it was hard you know like 
like the the interface was was rough uh and i had already played other games that were uh similar but better at that point so like i kind of fell off it so when the remaster it's it's like i am the target audience for that i know i'm gonna love the game i love everything about it already but i didn't get a chance to enjoy it when it first came out right yeah i i mean i'm obviously excited to uh to to see it um I love remaking like games. And it's games it's are... nice to see at the moment. Yeah, they don't always succeed. Sometimes no. they miss the essence of what the game is. But uh, like, I, I love when it happens. I, I love right. to actually be able to go and have an opinion if it's better or worse. Yeah, I think that's that's that's, and I think right, especially right now, it's just one of those situations where we're at the start of a new console generation, right? And not everybody has completely figured out what they can do. Yeah. We're also at a time where projects are just more and more expensive. Yeah. And just for game studios to see, okay, what can we do that is relatively certain? Yeah. Right. That's good. While well, we figure out how to actually fix the sort of like bigger problem of sustainability, because yeah. <laughs> uh, we need more time. We just need more time for that. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. It's. Absolutely. It's good. I'm just, I just, I'm just very happy uh, that that there's so much like things I love coming back, like Mass Effect, Alan Wake, like yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I like Knights of the Old Republic. I'm not a huge fan. If anybody wants to send hate mail, please send it to info <laughs> at thehabibis.com. We're probably gonna um, get a lot of hate mail this week. <laughs> I, I'm also uh, excited for Far Cry Six. That's just around the corner. Um, just around the corner. Excited yeah. about that as well. Yeah, uh, I've always been a big Far Cry fan. We once prototyped uh, at Vlambeer, We prototyped a top-down Far Cry battle simulator, huh. uh, or battle scenario would be the better word. Um, that was really fun. Yeah, I t- I really like clearing out outposts in Far Cry. It's one of my favorite things. It's... That that is basically we would generate an outpost. Yeah, there you go. And then <laughs> you got it. Yeah, but that's that's the part. That's it. Right. That's Far Cry. Like yeah, there's all the other parts. There's like the narrative, and there's but like design-wise, yeah. At the heart of it is it is fun to look at a place, go, hmm, I could approach it from here. Yep. Then get there and be like, actually, I should probably go around and do it from the cliff over there. Yep. And then on the way there, it's being spotted by somebody, and he's going like, oh, well, or I can just go in and shoot things. <laughs> I still um, remember the time where like it was it was it was a small outpost. It wasn't even important to the story or anything like that. But I remember a point where I was stuck evaluating this outpost that I couldn't figure out how to get in because there was a right. sniper at a specific point. And even though the sniper was close to an edge that I could have jumped from and taken out, there was another sniper overlooking uh, that the first one. And I was like, I don't know what to do. How am I going to get through this? Right. And as I'm thinking this, a jaguar or like some kind of like mountain lion jumps up and kills the first sniper. Right. And you're like, oh, <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I really love those games for that. Yeah. It's just a fun. They they know that the fun part is there, and I think they spend a lot of time on getting that right. There, there's an absolute art to creating scenarios that are resolvable in multiple ways. Yeah, or not even in multiple ways. Scenarios that are designed without a solution. Yes. Right. They're designed to be interesting playgrounds, like balanced against the abilities that a player might or might not have. Yes. And what's really interesting is when 
certain games can make that feel like a puzzle, even though clearly it wasn't. Right. Um, what's the game I'm thinking of? The ones from uh, the makers of... Uh, why can't I remember the name of that game? Uh, it's You know the... Um, the game where you send mechs on a on a grid and you fight into the breach bugs into the breach. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Frick, the name escaped me. I spent countless hours on that game. I absolutely loved it. And one of the most incredible things about it is that each level was so b- balanced so perfectly. It felt like I was solving a puzzle, but I wasn't. Right. It wasn't. Right. It was just elements that were there. And you could approach it in so many different ways. And I, I'm still in awe of how they were able to accomplish this. Yeah, Subset is very good at that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm also excited for Metroid Dread. Oh, yeah. Metroid yeah, 5, yeah. Maybe. I think you said that last week as well. I think you're going to be saying that a lot. Over I'm going to say that every week until it comes just out. Just every episode. We're just going <laughs> to. It's the Metroid Dread segment. <laughs> For people that don't like Nintendo, you can send complaints to info at that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the week. Fauci's going to come back this and be like, why did we get all this mail? Why, why do we have 75 emails? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, it's too but, good. But uh, yeah, there, there's, I mean, I, I know what the title for this episode is. Like oh, that. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's going to have to be, please email him. <laughs> There's no way we can't make that the unless we're not allowed to put an email address in the podcast title. So. I love it. That's perfect. Fuzzy isn't here once, and it it just it just this happens. It falls apart. That's why we need him. He's the glue that binds us together. He's, he's the he's the balance. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. It was a good week. I, I honestly didn't have a lot of time to do other things. I've been busy with work. I've been busy playing games. I uh, There was a birthday that I had to, not mine, but uh, somebody close. Um, so I did that. It's nice to feel sort of like things might be more okay again. Yeah. But you know in the back of your head that they're not okay yet. Yeah. You know? that's That's actually one of the things I'm struggling with right now is really getting this itch for travel like it's been right. too long i don't yep. remember the last time i've gone this long without traveling on an airplane and i do right. understand that that's an incredible privilege but it's still a feeling i can't shake right yeah and i don't know i like i'm double vaxxed i would follow all the procedures and i still don't know right. if i'm comfortable yeah i mean it. i have the same thing with the cinema here right yeah yeah like it feels gratuitous to go to a marvel movie while this is still going on some like somehow in the country yeah and to at be the fair, same time you also can't sort of like self-punish yourself for the state of the world but also you have to be considerate of the people around you and yeah how do we balance like these are there it's a strange situation they they do in the theaters i felt they do take extra measures or seating in between and mm-hmm. i still felt like there were way too many people indoors for what right. i was used to like way way too yeah. many I mean, I, I also want to watch Free Guy. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. It's been on my list. And it's, it's on my list, but it's the same thing where I'm like, I look at the cinema, I'm like, I'll wait until this movie is almost out of cinema and nobody's going anymore. Yeah, and then you go and on then a I'll Saturday go. at noon or something. Exactly. Yeah. Right, or, or exactly not on a Saturday. Oh, like I'll go Wednesday. on like a, a, a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So fun note, in the Netherlands, Wednesdays tend to end early. Oh, interesting. Schools like close at like noon instead of uh, uh, near the end of the day, or at least elementary schools. So a lot of parents take like Wednesday afternoon off 
uh, from work. So all days that aren't weekend or Wednesday. And then in the middle of the day, okay. I would go. Because here, Tuesdays are traditionally half off movies. So Tuesdays are actually right. just as busy as the weekends. Wow. All right. Yeah. I can see that. Tuesday is sort of like the not cinema day. Exactly. So they want right. to encourage more people to come. So they make it half off. That's why I avoided when I was uh, in college, I went every Tuesday because right. you know, I needed to save money. What and are... then later, <laughs> I avoided Tuesdays because they were the worst. Right. <laughs> there were all these young Osamas trying to watch the movie for <laughs> exactly horrifying and overly crowded and long right. at the concessions you're going to get bad seats all the bad things so I, I'm happy Tuesdays exist but I remember Montreal cinemas being sort of like Dutch cinemas they're quiet cinemas right yeah they are yeah people don't Why? people don't talk are there loud cinemas oh yeah the US has loud cinemas some of the Middle East has loud cinemas oh like I'm they're... not surprised about the Middle East having loud cinemas right right <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was really shocked by that because I'm used, I'm, you know, in the Netherlands, cinemas are still very like uh, intermission and be quiet. There are intermissions like in oh, the yeah. movies? Like, yeah, in the middle that? of the movie. I know because mm-hmm. I've watched older movies that actually have the intermission pause in like, there. In there, yeah. Like, yeah. I actually, I can't, I'm trying to remember which movie I bought. I think it was Seven Samurai, where the intermission actually lasted 15 minutes. Like, it lasted right. the length. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like pause here, go, come, like, we're, yeah. no, no, it lasted 15 minutes and then the movie right. resumed. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm aware of the concept, but I don't think I've ever been in a theater. Yeah. That so had in the Netherlands, frequently what they'll do is there'll be a certain scene cut at which they, stop the movie and then for 15 minutes you can go grab a drink or get so some food go to the restroom i love it and then come back. it's honestly when i when i started traveling i kind of started hating it and then when i traveled more i started loving it again yeah because there's something about watching a movie in one go right there it's it's your you stay in the movie more and you don't get pulled out you don't get like that sort of reset in the middle of the movie and a lot of movies can really use that momentum right so they have specific halls now that are no intermission halls. So for a Mad Max, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it there, right? Because yeah. the latest Mad Max movie, you don't want to break in the middle no, of that. You want to, you want to, you want to hold your breath, yeah. and then keep holding your breath until the movie is done, yeah. right? Uh, but for most movies, I just want to not have to feel like you know when you when you sit down at a movie and you have like the big cup of soda. And yeah. you drink it, and the movie is five minutes in, and you're like, oh, I need to go to the restroom. Yes. And you just sit there going like for, is the scene after this scene going to be important? Yeah. No, I don't think, mm, maybe. And then you come back, and like everything's exploding. You're like, yeah. what, <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> I, um, I, know, I know that feeling. Multiply that by like five if you go to the right. movies with your kids. Right. <laughs> Where every 10 minutes, a different person needs to go to the bathroom. When you come right. back, and you're like, I just watched Swiss cheese. I have no idea what's happening anymore. Right. So, so in the Netherlands, you can just wait for the intermission. Yeah, exactly. Which is halfway through the movie. And for most movies, that's an hour to 45 minutes. So you just go, okay, I need to make sure that I don't have to be within the next hour. And then we'll be fine. That's incredible. Uh, I, it's, I'm really, it's really nice. It's, it's very helpful. Um, plus, I get to get more snacks. Because I will usually finish my snacks before the movie starts. <laughs> hey, hey, Rami, I just got a great idea. Uh, do you want to add a 15-minute intermission pause to this podcast in yeah. the middle of just dead air? Just nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's like a little a little uh, elevator music. That'll definitely get us emails. Yep. 
If you like that idea, please email us at <laughs> info at But now I've got a voice for this. This is great. Yeah, you got it. I got like a, yeah, I got like a email us here voice. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. I've never done reading much as a thing, right? Like I, I speak. I speak a lot. Mm. But reading is new. And recently I read that uh, 75 tweet thread on Destiny for a YouTube video because there were a lot of people that were like, I don't want to read 75 tweets. Can't you just like, do a video of that? And I'm like, I can find somebody with a good voice, a good reading voice, or I can see if I can do a good reading voice. And the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is I can do an okay reading voice, but it took me like the first half of the video to get to it. Yeah. It's an art. Maybe if I practice more. Yeah. I'll, I look forward to practicing more. It, it it's might hard be to fun. be consistent if you don't do it in one sitting too. I've listened to a lot of audiobooks. Where mm-hmm. like they're professional voice people, and you could tell when you know the the, the edit when it goes from I re- I just recorded it like to this was recorded a week later, and right. that always pulls me back for just a second. Right. I'm like, oh no, you should have just yeah. played it back and then matched the voice. Should have just hard. put a 15 minute intermission there. <laughs> exactly, I wouldn't have noticed after 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun, but. I don't know. I feel I feel like these kind of things are just things you kind of learn over time. I'm sure I'll have opportunity to read more in the future for something. Although I don't think it's going to be 75 tweet destiny stories. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, have you ever given a talk where you had to have everything memorized instead of just winging it? Yeah, but nobody can tell the difference. Okay. That's impressive when nobody can tell the difference because with me, I think they can. Uh, Mm -hmm. i've only had to do it one time like uh, every other presentation i give i write bullet points uh, i have my slides and i just talk over them right Um, i wasn't allowed to do that when i gave my tedx talk which is something i'm sure people are aware right tedx it has to be vetted and you have to have it written word for word and you're encouraged not to deviate like one or two missed dropped words or changed words it's not the end of the world but they like really highly encourage you to memorize your talk and there's an an art to memorizing a talk and delivering it as if it's not memorized you have to actually throw in pauses as if you're reflecting and thinking about the next word right and i can do that yeah i'm I'm good at that uh i've done auto cue before and i can make that look very seamless right good good because that's a skill uh, too. You have to practice that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think because most of my talks are sort of like Lego blocks. Yeah. Of segments that I segments that I do. Yeah. Uh, delivering them in such a way as if that makes them feel natural and that makes them feel feel like they're in a flow of a talk. That really helped with that. Good. So you become a bit of an actor, which is fun. But you know. have to I, do I, it. That's the problem. Is if you don't do that. Uh, even though it's going to be more genuine, I guess, because you're not adding all that acting in, it's going to feel more stunted. It's going to feel, it's going to feel less, less genuine. Less genuine, exactly. Right. People are not going yeah. to enjoy it as much. It's, it's very funny how that works. Yeah, people are weird. We're yeah, weird. This, we this whole species is a is a mess. <laughs> we pretty much are, uh, but it's fun. Like yeah. I like I enjoy those kind of like little cycle. I mean, I'm a game designer. Of course, I've enjoyed those psychological tricks. Like we're exploiting them ninety percent of the time for our job. <laughs> exactly. Oh no! Now we're gonna get hate mail for sure. <laughs> if you hate all game designers, please email us. Uh, actually, just. Do not email us. <laughs> you know what? We should just like 
cancel the email. This this right. is the this week is no, to do that. We don't. Yeah, have one. <laughs> you're, you're just gonna you're you're gonna set to ask people to not send emails, and then <laughs> Fauzi's never gonna believe it. He's <laughs> gonna be like, be like, oh, someone said no emails. No emails. <laughs> what do you mean no emails? <laughs> Yeah, it's tradition. Uh, yeah, it's important. Well, I, it's my episode, so I'm going to be shutting it down in like a second. Not you, so you don't get to do the email transition. I'm sorry. Oh, can I do it anyway? Can I jump in and just be like, emails? Sure. All right. Sure. Oh. All right. Well, how about you start with that, and then I'll do the proper sign-up. All right. Send us emails at info at com, especially things relating to this episode. But uh, make sure you reference <laughs> Fauzi. Send them to Fauzi. Mostly to Fauzi. <laughs> that'll add to the confusion. Right. Take it away, Rami. If you missed Fauzi on this episode, please email us at info at com. Uh, this was another, uh, another episode of the Habibis podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. Uh, it was a little, it was a little odd doing it with uh, two. It was odd doing it with two. Yeah. Without you, it's also odd doing it with two without Fozzy. But it's good to know we can carry an hour. We can. Like we that. can. And we can. We're not. Yeah, we can throw in a guest here and there if someone misses. Yeah, us. exactly. Yeah. Well, you, let's just get Fozzy back. Yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for everybody listening, and uh, we'll. Uh, Talk to you. Yeah, I guess it's talk to you, huh? Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Talk cool. at you. Wow. Talk at you next week. <laughs> Salam. Salam. <laughs>